Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. We have a fun and practical episode coming your way, so strap on your skates, go for a walk, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. This series, we're chatting about how to be good stewards of our health and well-being, why it's important and needed, especially in difficult seasons, which, if you haven't noticed, we're in the midst of a pandemic and it's an ongoing difficult season. Today on the podcast, we have a good friend of mine, Dr. Doya Nikoya, talking about caring for yourself well in mind, body, and spirit. It's going to be super practical and hopefully really encouraging for you. So enjoy. Doyen, thank you so much for coming on and we're just so glad uh, that you could be here this month. We're basically just chatting all about, you know, how do we care for ourselves well and others well in the midst of, um, you know, winter and difficult seasons and, you know, specifically right now lockdown and kind of figuring out, you know, what is the, what are the things that we can do in the tools in our toolbox in order to basically just be our best selves and the self our healthiest selves physically mentally spiritually emotionally all that kind of stuff and when Jed and I were first talking about this the reason that I thought of you was specifically because last year you shared at our church about combating fatigue and I know for me it was such a huge thing and you know you talked about as Christians about being you know ready for the seasons to come and that was something that I had been trying to grow in and you know learn more about and so that for me was really impactful and so um, I just love you and your heart and all that stuff. And you were kind of like the perfect person in my mind to have on this. So thank you so much for uh, agreeing to be on here with us. We're super excited. And yeah, we're just excited for all of your wisdom and everything to come. Oh, goodness. Thank you very much for having me, Ainsley and Jen. Um, I always look for opportunities or I appreciate opportunities to be able to share my passion and what God is doing in my life. And and um, and what I've learned along the way. So thank you for this opportunity. Of course. To start things off, what makes Doyen Doyen? Tell us about yourself. All right. Well, how much time do you have? (laughs) As much time as we need. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was born in in Nigeria and I moved to Canada as a teenager. Um, I'm married to a lovely man. And then we have two kids, age nine and six, who keep us on our toes. Um, I'm also honored to, to know God and um, know the Lord, and I'm very thankful for Christ in me, and, and I'm very thankful for the people that he surrounded me with um, to help me walk this walk and journey this journey with them. Um, and as you know, I'm a family physician as well, and, um, and in my role, I've had the honor of taking care of people um, of all ages, um, from, you know how they say, from womb to tomb, um, so to speak. Um, and so, um, so that has been an honor. Um, also, um, I work in different settings, um, including I work in, uh, in the office, um, the eMERGE hospital setting and nursing home. Um, and, um, and yeah, I'm very passionate about preventative care. Um, women's health is one of my other passion as well. Um, um, and, and also peds amongst many other things. Sweet. So uh, tell us a little bit more why you're so passionate about this. Well, 
Um, in my role, I manage a, a, a lot of chronic medical conditions, and um, I have seen the huge impact that um, even the smallest changes and the little lifestyle changes can make um, on, on, on disease prevention and also in how a disease progresses, um, progresses on and also in complications that may be associated with diseases as well. Obviously, living a healthy lifestyle is important, right? I think we all understand that. But why should we care? What is at stake if we don't take care of ourselves? That's a good question, Chen. Um, why should we care about a healthy lifestyle? After all, we're just journeying through the earth and, and uh, heaven is our home, after all. Um, but um, I think that we should care about a healthy lifestyle and healthy living because um, as Christians, we are here on earth for a purpose. Um, Ephesians 2.10 says, uh, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ uh, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, so, so we know that our bodies are the temple of the living God. Um, so I feel that we owe it to God and also to ourselves to be fit both physically and mentally um, in order to be able to do this work that he has put us on this earth um, to do and also to enjoy our time here while we're here um, um, as well. Um, the way I like to think about it is um, if, if a king were to live in our house or, or if somebody important were to visit, like how would you keep your home? That's a good thought. I like that, uh, that picture there. Um, you know, I think of, yeah, like you said, you know, connecting this to God and um, for us as Christians thinking about that and scripture makes it really clear that we're not just, you know, bodies and then I have a mind inside, but that we're human beings and that um, our whole self is, is physical and mental and spiritual. And so um, you already talked about it a little bit, but maybe just touch a little bit on um, the connection between that spiritual and physical health. Mm -hmm. um, spiritual health is very important as well as physical health. Um, and in a way, I feel that both of them are intertwined. Um, so as Christians, we know that God is our source. And um, in order for us to be able to fill others, we have to fill up. Um, so, so to speak, and we need to fill up so that we can fill others. Um, and as, because as our cars cannot run on an empty tank, we cannot run on an empty tank, right? Um, so I think of a cell phone, for example. Um, usually we need to charge it regularly so that it can perform at its best and so that it can last all day. Um, so the time that we spend connecting with God, uh, for example, either through Bible reading, small groups, quiet time, this um, is important to build our mind muscles. Um, like Jesus on earth, when he was during his time on earth, um, in Mark 135, in human form, he showed us this where um, Jesus would get up early in the morning um, and kind of get away and get some, some charge up time with God before, before his day starts. So that's why um, it's very important uh, for us to connect with the creator. That's been one thing that God has specifically been teaching me about over the last couple of years. And as you're talking, Dwayne, it's so funny because we've had conversations with Bar Eisen, who talks about his journey through burnout and how important that time is that, you know, how you're doing physically is directly connected to how you're doing emotionally and physically. And I think before I started serving at Youth Unlimited, I missed that so often. Um, 
what are the most important areas of health we should be intentional and focusing on? Because we hear a lot, right? We hear a lot of um, tips and tricks and all these things, but um, help us to boil it down. What should we be intentional and focusing on? Totally. See, I I like that you use the word intentional, Jen, uh, because to me, being intentional about something means making a conscious effort um, towards that particular thing and making it work. Um, So I know that, and there's a lot of resources out there, and I I agree with you, they can be overwhelming. Um, And so I would just kind of hone it down to three key areas where I feel like we we need to be intentional about working on. Um, So some of the areas of focus that I I would um, like to talk about is number one, diet. Um, It is very important that we eat well. Um, You know that saying, um, you are what you eat? That kind of holds through. It holds true because um, our food choices can determine how we feel. And you'll be surprised how food can either make us feel really good or food can make us feel really bad, right? Um, and so we need to, um, to eat the good, the wholesome, the foods, the, the good wholesome foods that God has put on the earth um, to nourish our bodies and to help us feel and be at our best. Usually, there's a lot of fat diets out there and most of us don't know where to start. Um, so the first place to start is to pick those good or wholesome foods um, and that God has put on here on earth for us. And also if we're not sure, ask talking to our doctors also is another um, uh, key area because uh, our doctors have access to um, registered dietitians and who are most of the time, if you live in Ontario, are covered by OHIP uh, to help us teach us how to make the right food choices um, and work on individual plans that work for us. So it's important for us to tap into that source. Um, another piece on diet that I was gonna talk about as well is um, as we know, there's a lot of fad diets out there and it's very important to talk to the doctor first before you start any of those. And also supplements. Uh, supplements are out there to, to help our feeling. Um, I think that um, it's important to speak to someone before starting them. And a good diet is one that we can stick to lifelong. Um, another area to focus on, exercise. Um, exercise, um, as we know, exercise is important because it helps our bodies produce serotonin, um, which boosts our mood and our overall sense of well-being. Um, it can also help us sleep better. Now, there's, it's important to differentiate between exercise and busyness because they're not the same thing. Being busy is not exercise, or I walk all day at work is not the same thing as a dedicated 30 minutes um, a day of um, three to five days a week of intentional physical activity. Um, and as we know, Rome was not built in a day, so it's best to start slowly and build up slowly. So know your bodies and start with 10 minutes a day. Um, I always say start with 10 minutes a day of whatever activity that you enjoy um, and build up on it over time. The key with exercise is to pick something that you enjoy because if you don't enjoy it, it's not gonna get done, right? So pick something that you enjoy, even if it's uh, playing your favorite music and shaking vigorously to it in your living room um, for 30 minutes straight. It's good medicine for the soul. Um, Now, I also realized that there are certain medical conditions or mental health conditions that people have that might uh, prevent them from being able to even exercise at all or what kinds of exercise to do. So again, our doctors have access to exercise promoters that are most times covered by OHIP 
um, for us to be able to access that can help us figure out what exercise works for us, um, for each person and how to get started. Uh, the other piece I was gonna touch on um, is sleep. Um, sleep, a good night's rest is very important to help us function throughout the day. I'm always amazed when either, like I go through seasons where I don't sleep well or I can't fall asleep, whether that's just because there's more going on and I'm thinking about things or whatever it is. I'm a hot mess when I don't get my eight hours at least of sleep. And it's so funny because my dad's a truck driver. He can go like four or five hours of sleep ready to go in the day. I'm like, how do you do that? But I really liked what you said, Joanne, about um, the intentionality piece and that these habits are lifelong. It's not just a fad that you're going to do for um, four months and then drop it. Mm -hmm. um, personally, I have found it really difficult to have a healthy, I'll call it soundtrack in my mind. Um, when it comes to all this specifically, I would say with physical activity, um, I did competitive gymnastics way back in the day for many years and it was intense training. And obviously that amount of training is not realistic, um, for me right now when I stopped. And so it was really hard to watch my body change, um, as I stopped training and I was, uh, stopped that level of intentionality, I guess. Um, God has taught me a lot about my identity, what motivates me, and I've grown a lot, but I know I'm not the only one who wrestles with this. Um, can you talk to us about the relationship between mental and physical health? Uh, what kind of healthy mindset should we have here? You raise a very big issue, Jen. Um, many, of us was, many of us struggle with low self-esteem because of how we see ourselves when our bodies changes as we go through different phases of life. Um, as a woman firsthand, I can say that, you know, the way we looked when we were, well, I for one, the way I looked when I was a certain age is definitely not how I look to two kids after, right? And so, so a lot of, a lot of people do struggle with the body changes that are, that naturally we go through when life changes. Um, and so I think one of the first, that the, the, I think the first challenge is that the world that we live in has deceived us into believing that being beautiful and being healthy are one and the same thing. Mm. Our culture wants us to think that, um, our, our culture wants us to believe that the only way we can feel beautiful as, is if we're able to achieve a certain body weight and height, right? Um, and so many of us feel that we have to, quote unquote, get there, get to that ideal body weight to be able to feel accomplished. And unfortunately, this is this is very heartbreaking because this has led to a lot of mental health issues in a lot of people. Um, right. Um, the first thing I, I, to think about, though, is that as Christians, we must separate both. Right. Beauty from health. Um, as we know, beauty is a gift from God given to us by God. Right. So beauty is a gift given to us by God. Um, you and I are created in the image and likeness of the God of the universe. We are daughters of the most high God. Cannot, you cannot perfect, perfect God's perfect creation, right? We cannot perfect God's perfect creation. And that is why, first of all, our self-esteem should not lie in how we look, but in who we look like. Choosing to be healthy is entirely different. Uh, we have to be in good shape to be able to carry out God's work here on earth. Um, we know that getting fit uh, does not mean getting down to a size two Victoria's Secret off the runway model 
model looking, right? Getting fit actually means setting realistic goals, goals that we can achieve. Everybody's goals will be different. My goals will be different from your goals, right? Um, and so it means setting realistic goals. And as we work at it, um, it is important that we remember to celebrate every milestone. Um, again, this is thinking about a lifestyle change, something that we can stick to lifelong. So every time we make a little small change or we we need to celebrate that every day. And also keeping in mind that, um, that our God is with us every step of the way. So we don't have to do this alone either. Yeah, that's so important. I know that, like, I wish 14-year-old Jennifer would have heard that way back when, not that long ago. But um, that's an important message because we don't hear that, right? I think we're, our culture is doing a lot better job in... Um, and speaking to this, but when it comes to that, we're actually needing God's image, right? And that is the reason why you are valuable and that you have worth is, is not often something that you hear. So thank you so much for that encouragement, because that is a message that a lot of people need to hear. Yeah, I think that it's, it's super important. And I think of, you know, there's so many women that I see who, you know, share their stories of weight loss and how, They have, I've seen it where they have three pictures and they have one where they're heavier and then they lose a bunch of weight and then they gain some weight back and how um, they were at their unhealthiest when they were at their smallest because it wasn't actually about health. It was this weird thing of how we've tricked our minds into thinking that health looks a certain way. And I think you're right. As women, it is definitely harder. And I know for Jen and I, we see this because we work with a lot of young girls and this is what they're being told all the time. And so, yeah, I think that that's just a a wonderful picture to have and just um, a mindset that continues to be needing to be focused on. It's not uh, unfortunately not um, the easiest solution always to be able to get over those things, but thank you for touching on that. So I always, you know, laugh, you know, you see it in commercials and TV shows and things all the time of people who have these issues and they come to their doctor and their doctor's like, you need to eat better and you need to exercise. And they're like, well, I don't want to do that. Uh, And, you know, we make lots of jokes and stuff about that, but I'm sure you see the same thing a lot as a doctor, you hear different things. So what would you say are the biggest roadblocks to people um, kind of preventing people from, you know, exercising, eating right, getting enough sleep and kind of doing those basic things to, to promote overall health? Firstly, I think our mindset um, that's the biggest, that's, that's one of the biggest um, barriers and roadblocks for most people, the mindset. Um, like I said earlier, as children of God, we have the power uh, to control our thoughts. Um, and, and, and it all boils down to if you think and believe that leaving a healthy lifestyle is important, we will do it. Um, there's also the, the, the I can't, I can't do it. I, um, I can't do it mindset that prevents us from being able to, to, um, to take the first step Towards, towards making these changes. Or we've tried it before in the past and it didn't work out. And so it's just like, that's it. Um, and so, so the mindset is definitely huge. Um, the second one I find another, another roadblock is time. Time. Like most of us are busy with one thing or the other, busy doing life. And we can't fathom like where in that busy day to include exercise or diet or even sleep. Um, and this changes depending on what, what phase of life we're in, right? Um, and this is where the being intentional comes into play. Um, we have to make time to do this, right? We have to make time to do these, okay? Uh, one thing this pandemic has definitely taught us is how to slow down. Um, this race that we've been all running, this race 
this race to nowhere, this busy, no time attitude. We all know that the pandemic has definitely forced a lot of us to slow down, right? So the time factor. Another big barrier is fatigue. Uh, most of us are tired. We're tired all the time. We're tired most of the time. Where in that day uh, and, 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 and even in, in how we're feeling, will we even have the motiva motivation to do these things that we keep talking about? Um, prior to the pandemic, fatigue was one of the most common doctor visits. And even with the amount of first, and of course, we need to rule out medical conditions. So, you know, obviously, if you're feeling overtired, see the doctor first and try to rule out any medical conditions that could be contributing to this. Um, but uh, good sleep, exercise, and diet can make a difference in how we're feeling. Even when we're tired, it can actually help turn that around. You, you touched on it that sleep is important. Why is it important? And can you maybe shed some light for those of us who have a hard time sleeping? What are some practical things that we can do to help increase the amount of sleep we're actually getting? Well, so as we know, most adults need seven to eight hours of sleep nightly to function properly. This will vary with age. As people get older at times, their bodies don't need quite as, as long um, duration of sleep than, than, than adults or even children. So again, this varies with age, the amount of hours that we need for sleep. Um, so how do we get good sleep? Um, I think the first thing is to set an alarm. A lot of phones have that bedtime alarm now that'll kind of remind us and say it's time to turn down. And um, other ways, practical ways is to cut out caffeine and that includes coffee, tea, chocolate, pop, anywhere under that category, um, close to bedtime, or even alcohol and cigarettes. We need to cut those off, not too close to bedtime. We need to remove any stimulants or devices slash TV from our rooms. And yes, that includes our nightly Netflix binges. Um, and, and, and reading before sleep can help as well with a nice soft light. Um, uh, another thing that can help most people that are struggling to fall asleep, some, uh, a supplement called melatonin, which is natural that your body would normally produce anyway. Sometimes that can help us get a good night's rest as well. Um, so those are, those are ways that we could get good night's rest. Power naps is another piece I was going to talk about. Power naps are powerful. I don't know if, any, if either of you are a believer in power naps, but I am. <laughs> Um, so power naps uh, is 20 to 30 minutes, nothing more, or a full sleep cycle of 90 full minutes. And it's hard to get started with it at first and to get a hang of it. But if you set alarms, it'll, it'll help. Um, but once you get the hang of it and you take them, they're very energizing. Um, companies like Google and NASA, they've encouraged their employees to do this. I mean, prior to the pandemic, things have changed now. But um, encourage their employees to do this. Um, because it has been shown to increase productivity for the second half of the day. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I have done power naps before. I'm normally at work throughout the day, so it's not always possible, except for now during the pandemic, a little easier. But my dad is a huge power nap person, and he can do it just sitting in his chair. He doesn't even have to lay down. I'll just sit there and like lean his head. And I haven't quite mastered it yet, but I think it's awesome. I know some people do like an espresso shot and then do like a little 20 minute nap and they just get all hyper when they get back to it, which is, I don't know how well that works, but I think that sleep is a hard one because sometimes I do struggle with my sleep and have to figure things out. But I would agree with Jen that I am somebody who, I don't know, I think I personally have this like internal kind of panic when it gets too late 
on a night where I have to work the next morning and I think I'm not going to get enough sleep. And I'm like, I need to get to bed right now. (laughs) So I'm definitely a little bit of a grandmother that way when it comes to sleep. But yeah, I know people that can just go wildly, um, wild hours into the night, especially a lot of teenagers I find really struggle to get to bed on time and things like that. And it's funny because we think of like just your mother scolding you like you need to get to bed, but actually realizing how much sleep affects us and how much we need it. We're going to shift a little bit uh, to talking about stress. And I know for me, it's funny because I, I feel like I am often stressed, uh, whether it's just life situations and things like that. There's definitely been periods in my life where, you know, stress was just part of life a little bit. And uh, it's funny. I remember going to see my doctor about something and he was like, are you stressed? I was like, uh, always. And he's like, hmm, maybe we should talk about that uh, and things like that. So talk about some of the physical symptoms of stress, because there is actually a lot of crazy um, issues and things that come along with stress. So you can talk a little bit about that. No, totally. Um, the mind and body are interconnected. Um, and so because of this, stress can, can manifest in different multiple, in multiple physical symptoms. One of the most common is aches and pains, neck pain, back pain, chest pain, headaches, um, stomach aches, um, diarrhea, constipation, stomach ulcers, I could go on, high blood pressure. So those are all the physical, well, those are a list of a few of the many physical symptoms of stress. Um, and so, yeah, I see why your doctor asked you about that, because sometimes when you dig deeper, the source of a lot of our pains, of course, are the medical things needs to be ruled out first is stress. Can you give us some tips for managing stress? Because again, as we're talking about sleep, right? And I'm thinking of students who um, I've had conversations with them and, and they're really not doing okay. And then finding out that they're going to bed at 3 or 4 a.m., um, and they're on their phone the whole time and, and not to point fingers or anything like that, but this is really where I realize how interconnected we are as human beings and, and people are just so stressed. How would you encourage people, um, to manage that? Um, no, I hear you on that. And I'm sure that even the pandemic is not helping with that right now. Um, yes, yeah, stress is always, is, is one of the biggest things that we deal with in our society. Um, and, and, and just to touch on sleep there, um, sleep is so important for our bodies. Like we're going and going all day uh, and our bodies needs to rest. It needs to recharge. Um, even God rested on the seventh day, right, of creation. Um, and that being said, um, it's one of those doing those practical things that can help get good, get a good night's rest, like turning off the phone at bedtime, um, putting it on silent or putting it on. I mean, a lot of our phones now have that technology where, where it can release less amount of light when you look at it at nighttime. I don't know what that's called. I'm not very techie, but most of our phones have that now. We can put it in nighttime mode. Um, so even if we have to look at it, we're not... Um, uh, we're not constantly, our brain is not constantly getting stimulated by the lights, right? Um, so yeah, putting up, being disciplined and finding that this self-discipline to put that phone down at a certain amount of time, at, at a certain time in the night to be able to get to sleep can help. Um, so yeah, sleep is definitely a big part of managing stress. Um, the second piece there is with, that we can work on is exercise. Uh, believe it or not, exercise 
can help us get a good night's rest. If we exercise regularly, it's been shown that we, we sleep better. Um, and it doesn't have to be a vigorous exercise. It can be yoga, stretches. There's lots of different ways that we can do it. Um, and even now, there's lots of online resources and free online resources that helps us get some form of stretches or before bed. Um, so that's one, or even throughout the day. And then eating well and watching what we, we put in our bodies too close to bedtime. Um, that can help us get good sleep as well. Um, what we put in our bodies throughout the day can help determine how we're feeling, um, feeling and how, we're, uh, how, how, how we manage stress and how we respond to what's been thrown at us. Because obviously we cannot, um, we, we do not have the power to control what's thrown at us in this world that we live in and in this chaotic world that, that, that we're in right now. Um, we cannot manage what's been thrown at us, but we have the power to respond to, to control how we respond to it. I mean, let me repeat that again. I feel like we do have that power to control how we respond to all of the crazies that's been thrown at us right now. And that power, we, we, we as Christians, we have God in us that helps us. And if we're not sure, just ask him for help um, in how to manage that and how to channel your inner, inner fierceness, yeah. So those are ways that I think can help. Um, and, if, and if all of these fail, you know, if we've tried on our own and it's just not working out, talk to someone, a counselor, they're available now more than ever, um, online video chats, on phone calls, they will see us whichever way we want. We just need to tap into that resource. Um, talking to a counselor doesn't mean we're crazy. Um, and I think that's a mindset that a lot of people kind of think once I call a counselor, then they think I'm crazy. Um, no, talking to a counselor, there's ways, it's not only when we have depression or anxiety or other mental health conditions that we need to talk to a counselor, they can help with stress management too, in helping train our mind to uh, uh, train our mind and how to respond to, to, to the world around us. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that those are one of the things of why we want to talk about this, because I know Jen and I have both experienced things like that too, of being like, you know, what does it look like to ask for help or, you know, what can we do? Um, what would you say to encourage somebody? And I mean, you said it a little bit about the, the therapist there, um, but some people find it really hard to go and talk to a doctor about something, whether they're nervous from a bad experience or they're just not sure. And yeah, like I know that some people just do get really nervous about that. Or you ask them if they've talked to a doctor or somebody about that and they can't even fathom that. What would you say is an encouragement to people that maybe are afraid to ask for help? I know how nerve wracking it can be at times to talk to doctors and I know how intimidating some physicians can be depending on what their personalities are like. And again, we're all humans at the end of the day, right? And so what I say, it's all about, it's all about the mindset. Um, we have to kind of know somehow deep down our doctors care about us. Um, at least that's why most of us went to the profession is because we care for people and we want to take care of people right? But then the busy kicks in and life gets busy. And then there's many patients to see throughout the day, you're juggling life and, and everything else. And, and so some of us seem a bit flighty at times. And so and I, th I think at that point, it's, it's, it's also realizing that your physician is a human being as well, right? And all you have to do, and I'm, I know it's easier said than done, but you still have to take that step um, of letting them know how you feel. Um, like a lot of us sometimes don't know that we're rushing through things. It's the person to say, 
please, I need you to hear me on this. Um, and we all respond differently. Again, like I said, I can't speak for everybody, but at least I, I would say I will encourage you to take the first step because if you don't, you're just gonna suffer in silence, right? And so you need to take that first step. And if the person you're speaking to is not hearing you, find somebody else, mm -hmm. right? Because again, we're all humans at the end of the day and personalities are different, right? And so that's one thing I would kind of throw out there. I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. I'm just saying that's what I think can help. That's really valuable. I think especially hearing from Doyen, right? But Doyen the doctor also that that is okay to do, I think is really important. As we continue in lockdown in mm. Ontario, what would you say are some best practices to have in place during this season of isolation, of uh, high stress and grief and loneliness and um, not being able to go to the gym, all of those things? What would you say are some best practices? Well, I, this past year has definitely been hard. I don't think anybody taught anybody how to manage something like this, right? And so, so the lockdown has definitely been hard on, on lots um, during this pandemic. And again, we're all still learning how to navigate through. Um, that being said, a, a few things can help. Um, things like looking for a new hobby, reading books, crafting, listening to music, dance parties in your living room. I know it sounds kind of counterproductive, but it makes a big difference. Exercise and yes, outside too. I know it's freezing outside, but with the right gear, a walk can be very refreshing. All right. Um, trying to eat right um, also can help because even now um, it's much, much harder to make those healthy food choices because it's there all the time. So because we're home, right? And so access to a pantry is higher. <laughs> um, we have more access to a pantry. So it's harder to make those healthier food choices, but um, we just need to try. That's all, I add, all, all we ask. Um, and not to use food as a, as a way to cope with stress. And please stay connected to friends and family. I know we can't see each other physically or be together because we're um, gosh, um, we, that's how we're wired, right? But you know, thank God for technology video visits and at least seeing each other's faces alone in itself, and whether it be on camera, can make a huge difference and it's good medicine for the soul. So um, so somehow we'll get through this. Yeah, thank you for touching on that. I think that one of the most surprising things that I experienced this year was I had gone to see my doctor in the fall and uh, and you know we were talking about, you know, you know, all some of the things that we're talking about now, you know, just basic things they're saying about, you know, your diet and your exercise and different things like that. And one of the things that she was telling me about taking care of my health, because I was just asking her about, you know, vitamins and things like that. And so she gave me, you know, some good tips and things like that as a medical professional. But then she said, you know, one of the things she, you know, sort of prescribed to me was to have as many safe social interactions as possible. And it was funny because I know that that's important and I'm someone who loves to be around people. And so, you know, I know that I love that, but, you know, to hear it from a medical professional, I think was this thing of like, oh yeah, like that's something that I need. It's not just, you know, this thing that, you know, is part of life. Like it, it is, is how we live and breathe and how we do things and how we are wired as matter, you know, it doesn't matter if we're introverted or extroverted, but, you know, realizing like that was something that I needed to 
maintain in order to be healthy, in order to be energized. And, you know, I think it's one of the things that we miss sometimes in realizing that, you know, being intentional about socialization and obviously right now, safe socialization is a little bit different than it used to be, but remembering that that is a huge step in it. And I think that I've been saying this to so many of my youth and I'm saying, you know, it is so easy to get caught up in isolation. And when you're struggling with something to really recluse, especially right now, because you're not being forced to be around people, you know, if you feel like being, you know, isolating yourself and you got to go to school or work every day, you know, you're still getting some interaction. Uh, But right now it's so easy to hide. And I think remembering that, you know, even if it's difficult and it doesn't maybe feel as fun or life-giving as being in person with someone, obviously, but to say that, you know, this is actually a huge thing you can do in order to take care of yourself. So I really appreciate you talking about that because I think that we forget that, you know, it's that whole where social, emotional, spiritual, physical beings, we're all of it in one and we can't neglect those parts of us that are needed to fuel us. So thank you for that. Um, I have a question just to start ending us off here, um, because obviously you are a medical doctor, very smart woman who's been doing this for a long time. But I mean, I have the gift to know you as a friend and be able to, you know, be in groups with you. And, you know, last summer I got to babysit her kiddos for a few days and do some fun things like that. Um, And, you know, you are a doctor, but you're also an amazing spiritual leader to many people and uh, very sensitive to listening to God, which I love and appreciate about you. Um, What do you know about God that you didn't before this profession? Because I know that in your past years that you've learned a lot. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. God is awesome. Um, I'm constantly fascinated by the intricate details that he put into um, the biology and the workings of the human body and and how much wisdom he put in man to be able to come up with the science of medicine. Um, We are truly fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, Also, I've learned that God protects us. He protects us fiercely and he loves us dearly. Um, For example, each time I follow a mom from the time she conceived, well, from the time she's first finds out she's pregnant till when we welcome the baby safely to this world. When I think of all the gazillion things that could possibly go wrong in that womb, I believe that there's a God who fiercely protects us every step of the way. And and that blows my mind each time. Um, And then when I watch a mother hold her baby for the first time, I feel like I catch a glimpse of God's love because there is nothing that that child could ever do. There's nothing we could ever do that would make God love us less or more. (laughs) I was just going to say, I'm like, wow. Like it's easy to say that, but to like, yeah, practice worshiping God in whatever profession you're in or wherever you're at in life is a gift. So, wow. I like I'm just kind of speechless, like that you actually are like, that's part of your day-to-day job is experiencing those things. And it's just so encouraging to me that you, yeah, that you worship God in in your workplace as a medical doctor, as you walk with people who, whether it's delivering babies or walking with seniors, right? Um, Thank you. Mm -hmm. We always ask our guests this question and it is, what is the best piece of advice you have received? Best piece of advice, let's see, um, to keep my eyes on Jesus. 
Um, I think of Peter, for example. Um, when, when Peter kept his eye focused on Jesus um, um, and that stormy sea, he was able to walk on water. So um, no matter where I am or what I'm doing, hard as it might be at times, I always try to keep my eyes on Jesus and he has never failed me. Thank you for having me, ladies. Appreciate this. Yeah, wow, what a profound even just thing. So thank you for that. Um, yes, we are so thankful that you could be on. And I know Jen was super excited because she's met Paul before, your husband, but oh. she hasn't met you as much. And so I just kept talking you up to her and being like, you're going to love her. It's going to be oh, awesome. Oh, so- I hope I met the expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, even Ainsley saying she's like, when she was babysitting for you guys, like however long ago, she's like, guess what I get to do? I'm like, what? She's like, I get to stay at Paul and Doyen's house and babysit Zara and Toby. I'm like, oh, so yeah, I've been a fan of you guys from afar. So oh, it's an yeah. honor to finally meet you. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening today. We're glad that you could spend some time having some meaningful conversations with us. If you do not want to miss another episode, you can make sure to follow us on Instagram at JustWorkFriends and subscribe on whichever podcast platform you are listening to. As well, if you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on wherever you're listening to. And without further ado, we'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Every time. (laughs) I don't know. It's just fun.